Hey, JFW family. Welcome to the very first episode of the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be able to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with what's going on at JFW and address safety topics. Joining us today is none other than Jim and Dave White. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? What's happening, fellas? You excited to be here? Absolutely. First time for everything. Right. Well, before we get into the podcast, we do have some anniversaries and birthdays to celebrate. I'd like to start off with Vic Ochoa. His birthday is today. Uh, Vic's been back, I don't know, seems like probably four or five months, and he's been an absolute pleasure to see around the yard again. As far as anniversaries go, we got Alan Reyes out of the West Yard in 0083. He's coming up on his one-year anniversary. That guy's always good for a hug. Does he hug you guys when he sees you? No, but we talk fishing all the time. Gotcha. Well, you must just hug me then. <laughs> and then James Peacock, he's actually coming up to two years. Time's really flying by with James. Good job, James. Glad to see you here for two years. Yeah, happy anniversary, everybody, and happy birthday also. <clears throat> so, Jim, you've been here uh, for 39 years, and, and Dave, you've been here for 34 years. You guys are excellent leaders. You've done it all. You've been drivers. You've been mechanics, dispatch, plumbers, electricians, and I've even seen you both perform as janitors, if that's what needs to get done. Uh, you guys do it because you care. What was it, what was it like growing up and becoming men in JFW? Uh, it was always an experience. We were always asked to do something or work with our dad, work with our grandfather, fix a tire. There was something to learn about. There was always something going on here. And we just took that knowledge and continued over the years. I would say you guys are masters at taking calculated risks. I think, uh, Jim, I was talking to you yesterday about musket balls versus cannonballs. It's something I've heard on the uh, Ramsey Solutions. And I think you guys do that really well. It seems like we're going to try something out before we throw everything into that. Is that something your dad taught you? Or you and Dave just through the years of experience come up with that? I think that's something we've learned over the years. You know, if somebody calls us with something new or a load to go here or, you know, we want to try this, we would rather donate a load or, you know, pay the driver to go try it out, to try to figure it out before we just go, hey, we can do it, no problem, and then you end up, it bites you in the butt. So back to the, just the musket balls, not the cannonball. With over 73 years of combined experience, you guys have seen it all. Dave, what would you say is the thing that made you, made you the proudest? Oh, man. Well, that's a bold statement saying we've seen it all because every day we see something new. So I will, I will never say I've seen it all. That, that statement will never come out of my mouth, just like the word never, never come out of your mouth, right? So, uh, gosh, something that makes me the proudest. You know, when you see someone go down the road or the highway or even in the yard or at a job site that is just going slow and the truck is clean and they're cool, they're neat in their seat. That is just the proudest moment on earth rather than the guy that's just blasting through somewhere. He's on the fast lane, pushing four cars down the freeway. That's just never a good look. So I, I would definitely have to say the proudest moments for me are when we see someone in our fleet uh, that's just chilled out. They're just relaxed. They're doing their job. They're getting it done. They're getting just as many loads as the guy who's pushing everybody down the road, but they're doing it and looking right. So yeah, proud moment for me. I like that. Yep, looking cool on your stool is definitely the way to go. Two-part question. 
COVID-19 has probably been one of the strangest things you guys come across. When you think about COVID and 140 families that JFW feeds, what was your biggest fear going into the pandemic? Probably the unknown because you couldn't find a, a straight answer or a, it's not that anybody was lying, but there was a confusion about every piece of it. How sick would we get? When would we get sick? Is there anything coming to help us all? You know, we had, it touched our family. Uh, Linda's dad passed away from it. Um, so it made it real at one point last year. I think that was around July of last year. So yeah, just a lot of unknowns and, and not knowing what exactly to do to, to keep everybody safe. Got it. Now that we're almost two years into it, how do you think COVID has affected JFW the most? I think we're back at the same spot. Still a lot of unknown uh, questions and answers. But as far as JFW, I think I'm impressed every day how we just kept working every day, figuring it out. We were still a family. We were still a team. We still, you know, checked on the people that were sick, you know, the people that, that recovered from it. Uh, just a lot of positive stuff came out of it that we weren't sure which direction we were going. Question for both of you. We could start with you, Dave. Which item on the creed do you feel you emulate the most in your life and how? And you can only pick one. Oh, man, that's easy for me. Number one, first off, face and overcome all that stands before us that just – I use that in every aspect of my life as far as our business, our business set, our business skills, what I teach my son, what my wife and I push through. I, there's just, you, there's no quit. You can't quit. You have to get up and you have to face it. You have to overcome it and you have to keep getting through it. I mean, you know, the winner of the fight isn't the, the guy that's standing there at the end. He's the guy that got up and he's ready to fight again. So, you know, we may not have won all the fights we've been in, but we're still standing and we're still here pushing through. So, that's that's my take on that. I'd definitely take number one. Jim, one does one of those stick out to you the most? Yeah, absolutely. I've always liked the one that says, you know, celebrate our differences and respect others that we work with. And it doesn't have to be just people that you work with. It can be anybody that you need to respect. And I enjoy everybody's differences. I think when you learn those and respect those, and even if you disagree, but you can see their view and they understand your view, it, it makes us uh, it makes us so we can celebrate our differences. Moving on to the safety top of the week, today's topic or to this week's topic is going to be speeding down the hill and Turkey Creek Canyon. One of the burning questions is where does it start and stop the speed zones? That's what we get from a lot of the guys, and it's kind of funny. It's it starts at the speed limit signs where they say forty five miles an hour. And then where it goes up, that's where it stops. Tell me why this is such a big deal to you guys. Why do we focus on the speeds coming down the hill so much? Yeah, I guess to jump in there, speed, I mean, you guys have all heard the saying, I got on the radio and said it last Friday morning, speed kills. There's no way to stop that truck when you're out of control going 75 miles an hour down that hill in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. You know, I get a little upset when I do have people ask me personally, where does that zone start and where does it end? It's on a flashing four by eight billboard that's bright yellow that you can't help but not see. So yeah, I, I mean, speed in all aspects. I sit here and cringe every night when a truck comes in the driveway so fast that it throws the hoist from one side to the other and my office window bangs. 
and we see someone at the west yard go over the speed bumps too fast you know so coming down that hill what the what the average four-wheeler thinks of a truck that's pushing them down a hill is not good jr sent out a, a link last week on bamboo i hope everybody got to see that of what the average four-wheelers opinions are of truck drivers and jim and i have always tried to change that opinion we don't want to be the truck in the fast lane we don't want to be the truck going as fast as we can everywhere we go every day we're telling someone to slow down and it's it's just a part of our lives it's no different how you drive or or if i send an email and i missed sending something because i was in a hurry it, it just speed you have to be slow calculated you know we've had three right hand lane change accidents i take it back i apologize two right hand lane change accidents in our blind spot i firmly believe if we had changed lanes slower we would have just rubbed that car rather than do a doing a pit maneuver like the police do when they're chasing someone to spin them out which we did and you know our our, our slow moves make us much safer out there following distance right right lane lane changes the whole nine yards so yeah guys speed kills out there it's a it's a dangerous game that we play in all up and down that i-70 corridor you know we've we've went back and we've talked about it there was a a deadly crash back in 2019 i'm sure you all remember that the court proceedings are just starting on that i don't know how many counts of endless i guess i'll say manslaughter even if that's not the right wording but that guy contributed to killing i don't know how many lives in that accident that wound up there at i-70 and and uh kipling well it was between kipling just 32nd youngsfield area there so anyway yeah it, it speed is crucial you guys it we have to slow down everywhere we go and the state patrol just looks for any truck speeding down that i-70 corridor it looks bad it looks bad on us it really does and you mentioned jr's video you know a couple couple of terms they used in there was out of control big rigs and menacing looking this is just a picture that the public paints of us you know, if they could get in our truck and go for a ride with us for a day, they would see it's not just the truck drivers. But we do, we are in public's eye, and we do have a lot of trucks on the road, and we got to keep our name intact for sure. I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but uh, in 1989, there was a big rig coming down Floyd Hill, and he had uh, 40 horses on. He killed four people, and all the horses died as well. So, you know, it's just a very high-profile area for sure. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Anything you want to leave the fleet with? Anything you want them to know? Mine would be what Dave was just talking about, the, the visual aspect of what we do, and that's the public's perception of us. And we try to be better and different. And usually, or a lot of times, being different is just doing it correctly. It's like holding the door open for somebody. That's the correct thing to do. But how many times does somebody just let the door shut in front of you when you're walking in someplace? Or the old thing about putting the shopping cart away. How hard is it to walk over and put the shopping cart away so it doesn't hit somebody's car, so it doesn't roll into somebody's car, so somebody doesn't miss it and actually run into it with their car? It's all about being better and doing it the right way. And not speeding on that hill, that's doing it the right way. Going slow in and out of driveways, that's doing it the right way. You know, brushing off your tailgate, that's doing it the right way. 
I could probably go on and on, you guys, but being better and being different is doing it the right way. All right, guys, that's it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. This is something that we may do again in the future. We'd love to get some feedback from everybody. Thank you.